up, guys? Welcome back to the Live Loud Life podcast. My name is Dr. Antonio, your host of the Live Loud Life podcast, and we are coming at you from Sukasa. Uh, it's been a lot harder getting in these uh, these shows and episodes at the office in between patients and whatnot, trying to get my workouts in and eat lunch. And so this is an admin day, and we're on the couch, and we got our coffee, and you know we got all things, uh, you know we got all the little kid stuff. Little boot truck leads the way, scattered all over. Um, and with that, what I wanted to talk about today is how to get your workouts or your training in. When you're a busy parent and life crazy, right? <laughs> um, this is part two of a movement motivation series, if you want to call it that. So the previous episode, if you have not listened to, you don't have to have listened to it before this, but it goes over the recommended guidelines based on the activity. Uh, sorry, sorry, the recommended guidelines for um, for. Uh, exercise and aerobic capacity and, and 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 resistance training for adults in the U.S. So I would suggest you go back through that because I think there's some important um, there's some important points in there that talk about the whys behind it. Obviously, everyone knows yes, it's good to work out and train, but it dives down a little bit more and it talks about the differences of moderate training versus more vigorous, so on and so forth, and the and the baseline the baseline levels that we should be getting as far as recommended minutes or hours so on and so forth but i'm going to i'm going to challenge you because at the at towards the end we talked about stats 53% of adults are re, are are meeting the aerobic physical activity guidelines right so half of you and, and i think the i'm trying to go off the top of my head here cuz i didn't have my computer back up but the baseline is i think 2 hours and 30 minutes uh, a week of moderate aerobic exercise. So steady state training, walking at a at a decent pace where you can still hold a conversation, right? And but only 23% of you are meeting both the aerobic and the and the resistance training guidelines, meaning, you know, resistance training, lifting some weights. Only 23% of adults are meeting both of those. So that shows us by default, we go towards aerobic capacity. And we still see this a lot too. And I think part of that is also slightly biased towards our population of being here in Boulder County and Colorado, where we have a lot of people that love endurance sports, running, biking, so on and so forth. And so that becomes a lot more challenging when you have kids. Like, yes, you can go run with your kid. And if you have a, you know, a street jogging stroller and things like that. But I, I mean, some parents crush it with that. But I'll tell you what, I hate running with a stroller. You know, you got to have like one hand on all the time. And then only one hand's doing the swinging. Or then you're switching or you're kind of pushing the stroller and letting it glide. And then you're like jogging and trying to like catch up and staying right behind it. I hate it. It's not my jam. Uh, it's a lot easier to just run and then have the kids like on a strider or a bike or something like that. Um, so for those that do it, kudos to you. That's amazing. It's I think it's very challenging, but it shows us that most of us default to aerobic capacity training. You know, walking, running, biking, so on and so forth. 
But we need both. We need both. And I'm not saying, only, you know, if you can do that, only do the other. Because within that, we're talking about aerobic training, which could be a walk, right? Going at a moderate pace on a walk is still a fantastic way to get your aerobic capacity minimum guidelines in. And I would say the majority of the adults that we work with and know, they are doing that obviously outside of the winter months and everything else. They're getting a lot of those days in in those family walks. Now, depending though, when you have kids, and, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to change how you do your walks, um, but you know, some of our walks are more quote unquote exploration based, letting the kids just look at everything, explore the rocks, explore the street, explore the flowers and the trees, which is an amazing learning opportunity for their inquisitive minds. But there's other times where it's like, hey, we need to get our walk in. Like we want to kind of keep a pace and and, and we want to go. Uh, and we're not trying to suppress their curiosity or anything like that. We're just we're just trying to move, right? We're just trying to move. And so, you know, there's 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 pros and cons and different elements you have to take in consideration for that. But that's a super easy place to start, right? Is making sure you're getting your walks in. And obviously, geographically, that could make it harder for, for certain people. Uh, but as stated in the last episode, uh, we saw mad creativity come out of COVID where people were basically, you know, doing the equivalence of marathons, walking marathons within their small apartments by just doing laps, right? Super monotonous, but it, you can get it done. But what we want to talk about is uh, also the, redris, the redris, res, resistance, resistance training aspect of that. At a minimum, we're looking for two two days a week, two days a week of you doing some form of resistance training. Now, the hard part here is a lot of people don't have the necessary equipment to be able to do proper resistance training at their house. Most, when I ask most of my patients, um, you know, that are not going to the gym, Hey, what kind of weights or do you have any weights at home? Very commonly what we'll hear is yeah, I got, you know, I got a couple lightweights, I got some five pound, you know, maybe up to like a 10 pound set at home. Wonderful. You got something, you got something. Um, but most people, that's not enough. You and, and as stated in the previous episode, there are gonna be some times and some movements where we want some weights that make you kind of go, uh, right? That make you grunt a little bit. That that that's where you know you're hitting. Um, a weight that's going to actually elicit some adaptation for muscle building, tendon strengthening, and bone density building movements. You got to do something that's a little bit heavier. And, and, and that is harder if you don't have the equipment. Now, that's not to say you have to go buy a whole gym, right? Costco had a rack of 15 to 30 pound dumbbells for $300, which was like a dollar 20. So it's $200, uh, sorry, 200 pounds in weight. And it, so that's about a dollar 50 per pound, which is, which is extremely good deal when you're looking at weights, 300 bucks right there, right? That's, that's a couple months of a gym membership at best. And now you have it for life and it's, and it doesn't take up a lot of space and you can do so much with that, especially as you start getting up to two 30 pound dumbbells. Now from there, you got to know how to move, right? You got to know different things to do. And, and again, in the previous episode, we talked about the compound lifts, such as squatting and deadlifting and pushups and, and just a military press or rows, all those things that really help you hit a lot of different body parts within doing a single movement, which is great if you're a busy parent, because you need bang for your buck. I want to get in, I want to do my stuff and I want to get back out because I got 
other stuff to do. Dishes, laundry, business stuff, whatever that is, getting in and getting out is important. Now, how do you structure this? How do you structure this on a given week based on having a busy life as a parent? Now, obviously, so much of this depends on the age of the kids, what they're able to do, what you have to be able to do for your kids, the activities are in, so on and so forth. But, and I will say one thing, I am, uh, our kids are just now getting into, you know, different sports and athletics, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie if I... It, if it starts getting to the point where we have so many of these things and there's outdoor sports, I'm definitely going to be that parent who's going to be packing my kettlebells and my weights in the car and going to be working out during soccer practice or doing something integrated into it. And and it doesn't have to be, and this is where I think so much gets lost is like so many people have to, they assume that in order to get a good workout, I can, I can't have my kids around. I'll be honest with you, especially if you're a newer parent with little kids, it ain't going to happen. You can try to plan it around nap times, right? You can definitely do it around nap times. And that's one of the things we suggest because what happens is so many times people are just like, oh, kids down, I got all this other stuff to do. I'm like, what things do you really have to do when the kid is awake, right? When your littles are awake, or sorry, what things are you able to do when they're so awake? Laundry is super easy, easy when a kid's awake. Dishes are super easy when a kid's awake. Cleaning is super easy when a kid's awake. Weightlifting, swinging kettlebells around and things like that, a little bit more challenging, right? Now, with that, you know, we've gotten these plastic gates and different things where I've either encircled myself so no one can come in, or I basically barnyard and corral the kids in a certain area where they can't get over to where I am to create safety barrier, right? And and will kids cry and be upset about it? Yeah, but they get used to it. If you're consistent with kind of teaching them, hey, this is this is mommy or daddy time to do my thing, and you're good there. You got your toys, and you're going to do your thing, and I'm going to do my thing. They're going to get used to it, and they're going to be okay with it. And if they're not, well, then you plan it around nap times and those other times that we had just that we had just indicated, right? But so much of this comes down to planning just setting yourself up for success. So rather than like, oh crap, it's like, I, it's, it's 4.30. I still got to, I still want to work out, but I got to cook dinner, you know, all this stuff that makes it a lot harder to do when it's just a scramble. And there are days where that'll happen where, you know, everything falls apart for whatever reason. And you're just trying to get it in. There's nothing wrong with that, but the more times than not, if you're able to schedule and plan it, you're going to get it done. Okay. Now, as previously stated in the, in, or sorry, as just stated in the previous example, there are times where I have a kettlebell in the kitchen and I'm doing goblet squats and swings and other things in between the meal prep of cutting veggies and getting things ready to go for dinner. Like that, that can happen. That's the season of life. And we've said this time and time again, the season of life of being a parent is constant adaptation, Right a poopy diaper or this, if you're potty training, there is a spill, there's an accident. Like it all goes, it never goes perfectly the way you plan, but having a better plan is at least going to allow you to adapt it and roll with it, especially as different things come up, right? Now, the reason why this is the two-part series with the physical activity guideline recommendations is most of us assume that it has to be perfect and we have to be doing more, when that is not necessarily the case, right? An imperfect plan is better than no plan, right? You're, you're in the game. You got skin in the game and you're doing something. 
actually doing something rather than nothing is better because again, you're actually doing something, right? So let's say for instance, I know we had the two days a week of resistance training we talked about, but if you're at least walking seven days a week at a moderate pace, I'm, I'm happy with it. That's a good place to be starting. That's a good place to be balancing off of, of setting the foundation. Do we want to add in resistance training and some other things? Hell yeah. But it might, you know, it might, it might take a little time and it might be a little bit harder depending on where you're at, but that's okay. You're at least doing something, right? But we set, we set up with the physical activity guidelines so that, so that we know where we need to start and how we can go about it from a baseline level. Once you get that rolling for you, then you can just, you have all these different ways that you can go out from there, picking and choosing what things work best for you, picking and choosing the activities you like, picking and choosing things based on the equipment you have, and or then having the opportunity to get more things that you enjoy doing to build out a home gym, whatever that is. So, it's possible. It's doable. Is it hard? Very hard. You know, there's, again, especially when you're talking about toddlers not sleeping and not having energy, you have to take all that into consideration. So there are some, and we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm in no way saying you need to get these because these are more based on, you know, higher athlete and team training, but there's, there's things out there that they're called ready state training essentially, right? So on any given day, and there's different programs and things out there where if you're, if you're taking the program, it asks you these questions where it's basically stating like, hey, how do you feel today? What's your energy level? How was your nutrition today? Did you have coffee today? Did you drink last night? Like all of these things that would affect how you're operating today. And I think that's important because what we will commonly see from uh uh, two different sides of the spectrum with parents is the parent that has to get it in, right? And, and, and the excuse is always, well, for my mental clarity, I need to be doing these things. Okay, great. I'm not going to say what you need for your mental clarity or not, but you have to understand that when you put such a stringent, um, uh, uh, guy or stringent restriction on these, on such things, you end up running yourself into the ground. So regardless of how their sleep is or the nutrition is or whatever that is, they're always getting this, this like their miles in and their pace and they're running in or they're lifting in and then they tank and crash hard. Right. On the other side, we see the same thing, but it's like, oh, I haven't slept or this, this, and this. And so I won't do anything at all because I'm super tired. So we want to find something in the middle, right? You have to understand that, like, let's say for instance, you have a you're, you have a kiddo that's going through a sleep regression right now, and you're getting, you know, you might be getting two, three hours at a time, but you're still getting woken up like four to five times a night, which has happened to us, um, and that's that that puts a big burden on your sleep, and it's very disruptive, and, and we tend to wake up a little bit groggier. So on those days. My training intensity shouldn't be as high. I might drop that down to that those moderate intensity days, but I still need to move because that's going to help with my energy and it's going to help uh, just awaken my body and keep me moving and, and reduce stiffness and everything else. And so there's still a ton of benefit into moving, but I have to take that in consideration. Whereas then if I have a great night of sleep and my nutrition's on point, I'm getting all my water in, so on and so forth, and I wake up, I feel great. Okay, those are days where I can go a little heavier because I have, I've been recovered and my body is actually ready. 
Okay. So those are important things to talk or to think about as you're going in and out. It's an ebb and flow. And I, and I always use this um, example for resistance training, uh, more so about resistance training and exercise, but you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a soundboard in a production studio, right? You're going to hear something that's, that's a little off. So then you can equalize and change certain things to balance everything so that you're getting the product and the outcome that you want, right? So on a day where I did not sleep as well, well, I'm going to decrease that intensity. So I still get the product that I want, but I, but I manipulate the controls to, uh, to help, to help me facilitate that. Um, whereas, you know, if I'm feeling great, I'm going to kind of expand and ramp things up a little bit more. So I get a little bit more output, but I still get a, uh, overall with the overall understanding that the product is a long game and every day I'm trying to like ebb and flow the curves of the ups and downs to maintain that product based on my goals, so on and so forth. So I hope this was helpful. Super doable. Again, is it hard? Yes. Uh, planning is important. Knowing obviously what things to do, knowing how to do the workouts or the movements, well, not necessarily the workouts, but the movements, how to pair those things together. So if you don't know these things, get a coach personal trainers. You can Google, you know, online coaching and, and there's a ton of options out there. Now it's, it's definitely kind of hard to like sift through what's good and what's not. Um, but a lot of starter programs out there are, are wonderful to think about. And then you decide the intensity based on how you feel. You don't have to always just do and say what they do. That's also true. If you go to a class, just cause someone's saying add more weight or go faster, or go harder, you know, your body, you need to be able to listen to your body. Um, uh, now is it good to be pushed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but you have to you have to take all all that information into uh, into account. Now, if you if you if you're unsure, you know we we love to help you out. Sometimes it's just again taking those basic movement patterns: push, pull, hinge, squat, carry, lunge, and saying, "Hey, this is how you might use this on a, on any given week with the with the exercises you have." And that could just be like a one off consultation, or you might have something put together ready. And you just want someone you want to you want a second opinion. You want a coach's eye on it to look at it to see if what you're doing is is working out and, and working well with your plan. We'd love to help you out that you can reach out to us um, via email. Hello at live loud life.com. Um, L I V E L O U D L I F as in Frank and Edward, uh, com. And, uh, you know, we'd love to help you out with that. But again, there's so many resources out there for people, uh, not to deter you from using us, but, um, there's, there's not a shortage. We'll say that. So minimum guidelines, get those in, get the resistance training days in, schedule for yourself, set up a system that allows you to set you, sorry, to set up a system that helps you set you up for success, whether that's getting more equipment, whether that's sectioning off a certain part of your house. Um, you know, we, we, we don't live in a very big house. Um, uh, and, and it's tight with all the kids stuff that we have, but you know, we got, we got a space in the garage and we got a space inside and, and we just keep our stuff there. And then we kind of utilize the space that we have and, and we do it around the kids if we if we can or if we have to and we also do it around nap time so it's doable and again we know the benefits right i'm not going to harp on the benefits of why you should be doing it everything everybody knows we need to be exercising we should be exercising previous episode gives you the ben the baseline recommendations as a starting point and then hopefully this gives you some more ideas of of application 
So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you know another parent that's struggling with getting their working out or their training in, please share this with them because I I guarantee it'll help them. This is the, the exact same conversation. Obviously, our conversations are a little bit specially tailored to the individual right in front of us. Uh, but if you want to have that conversation, we can. But this is the exact same conversation and starting point that we help our parents with get to help them get their movement in to get their exercises and to feel, you know, to feel to feel more exhilarated, to feel more alive about what they're doing. Because, you know, there's times where I get down, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get my workouts in, my energy's low, so on and so forth. And then I just go back to like, okay, well, this is what my week is. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it here. And, and, and then, then the momentum starts rolling and then I can get going. So if we can be that little kick in the butt for you and, you know, North Star aim you in the right direction, we'd love to do that. But uh, so thanks for tuning in, guys. Live loud. See you next time. <laughs>